Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Welcome to Going Greyhounds, 10.33am. Mark Olmish with you and again, a quieter weekend, but we still had feature racing action from here in New South Wales. Let's get into it. Now, the main feature this week will be the $40,000 Group 2 Maitland Gold Cup on Thursday night where the Michael and Michelle Lil Train duo of more source and casual glance look hard to beat after they both won heats in sub 25 seconds 2476 for more source and 2481 for casual glance the favorite for the race however is Bathurst Cup winner Zulu Warlord for trainer Mick Hardman who is drawn ideally out of box 8 after posting a tidy 2503 in its qualifying win, he's currently a $2.70 favourite with tab fixed odds. That's Zulu Warlord, the Lil trained pair of More Sauce and Casual Glance. More Sauce off the inside, 362nd favourite. And that other Greyhound drawn in the seven at 650 is Casual Glance. The other two heats were won by Aston Zodiac in 2533 and Finifuiaki. In 25.07, amazingly, all of the finalists this year are from New South Wales with half of the field local Hunter Valley trainers. We'll be joined soon by Michael Ebrand, who has Ebby Jet Power in the final after he finished second to more source, running 24.99, being beaten a nice run, has box two for the final on Thursday and is currently 5.50 with tab fixed odds. In other feature racing uh, this week... We'll have Nara, the Group 3 Puppy Classic. Series favourite Bandit Ned was upstaged in the semi-final by the consistent trouble at Mill in a fast 29.84. The other semi-final won by the Chris O'Brien trained Notified, who we will speak to towards the end of today's program on Going Greyhounds. Meanwhile, at Wetworth Park on Saturday night, training performance of the week went to none other. And Jack Smith, who took a treble home to Forbes, Arinka Molly dipping in and Jungle Juice, getting the job done. Away from the races, there is also plenty of industry news to discuss. Richmond Straight Track will host its first meeting on Saturday, and we are not too far away from a racing return to Grafton on the brand-new state-of-the-art facility. JRNSW General Tr Manager of Tracks and Infrastructure, David Aldred will be on to discuss those facilities a bit later in the show. Also on Sunday, the National Gap Day was held and in New South Wales alone, 31 of the 41 dogs available for adoption at Moore Park found loving new homes. Wonderful to see and some great social media content coming through. Uh, congratulations to the Gap program as well as all of the new owners of some beautiful, beautiful greyhounds. Racing, Ebby Jet Powers away fairly, but more source outpaces them early over Ebby Jet Powers, zipper it mate. Wider was Roman Remiss, followed by Katana, drifting back, enjoy yourself. Last is Rampant Jimmy down the side, and more source is well clear. Led by five lengths, Ebby Jet Power giving chase. Roman Remiss to third, they're clear of the others. More source got wide on the bend, led over Ebby Jet Power and Roman Remiss, but it's a local win. More source wins over Ebby Jet Power and Roman Remiss. Katana got fourth in. Favourites one, two, Three, four, and then rampant Jimmy there was Ebby Jet Power running second behind more source. Maitland last Thursday goes through to the final, and as we mentioned a, a touch earlier, we'll go around, well, $5.50 currently. Still plenty of water to go into that bridge until this Thursday's Maitland Gold Cup final. Michael Ebron joins us on the line. Mick, how are you? Tanya, everybody well? Good, mate. Good. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah. 
That's the way, mate. No, very, very good. You must be very proud of, of uh, this girl. She's just uh, part of me, of this boy. He's very, very honest. It's his fourth group final. Uh, tough performance from him last week, although beaten, he ran sub 25. Must have been happy. Yeah, to be honest, it was an afterthought putting him in. I was going to stay at Wentworth Park. Um, I probably had an opinion that he wasn't a big track dog. Um, so, um, yeah, really pleased with him running 20, breaking the 25. They tell me that's really good first up, and hopefully he'll improve. You know, he hadn't been to the place, so hopefully he's going to improve if he gets the break. Yeah, so barrier, barrier two doesn't hold too many concerns for you. Uh, box two, rather, doesn't hold too many concerns for you. He's well boxed. He's just got to um, miss the. Uh, just hard to hard to work. You know, hard to forecast how it's going to play out. The pace in the in the one, a lot of you know, really good pace. So he can fly as well. I mean, he sections at when he's gone five thirty. If he brings that to Maitland, he's a chance of leading. But um, off last week, you probably think the one's going to lead him, and then it's a matter of if he gets the slot underneath him, or is, does he take him on on his outside? It's hard to hard to say what will happen. Can he jump a bit better than what he did on the uh, last Thursday, me? Yeah, well, two starts back at when he's gone 5.30 and 17.70. Mm. I mean, that's group class time uh, section. So, you know, if he brings if he brings that to to the final, he can win it. But um, just uh, it's a really cracking race, so it's hard to say what'll how it'll pan out. But he's well and he's gone good, and he should improve off the run off the track. So things are positive. Uh, he's a younger half-brother to your former star in Aussie, Aussie Infrared, who won the Maitland Cup in 2017. You also finished runner-up last year with Aussie son, Ebby Infrared, AJ. So it uh, has been a decent race for yourself, Tanya, and the family. How do, how do these two dogs, Aussie and Jet Power, compare ability-wise? Um, they're probably, I don't know, they're just different types of dogs. Mm. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. They're both blessed with uh, ability. Um yeah, I've still got that opinion that um, Charlie's probably your better... Uh, sorry, if you get powers, you better um, Wentworth Park-type dog, but um, to see how it plays out. But interestingly, Ozzy's got a couple of other runners in the race, so they sort of um, taken after their dad in terms of suitability to Maitland. So Amarillo Highway and Tipping Kyrgios, I thought they were both massive runs, so they're in with good chances too. You're stealing my thunder here, Mick. Just, just yeah. can can you yeah. hang on until I get to the next question, please, Mick? Uh, speak. I was I was about to I say, speaking of Aussie, he's um yeah he's the sire of Amarillo Highway and Zipping Curios, as you mentioned, who also line up. If uh, Charlie, Abby Jet Power isn't to win, surely it'd be a nice consolation to see one of those two guys get the victory. Yeah, it'd be like a win for us too if uh, either of those wins. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You must be you must be wrapped with the success Aussie's having at stud. Yeah, he still hasn't. His first, the first and second season, he didn't have a lot of litters, so he sort of um, over-representing himself with what he's done is really pleasing. So hopefully, twelve months time, we'll see a lot more of his pups because there was a lot more litters in the third year. Mick, I saw a, a Facebook post uh, a few weeks ago. Now the floods were really tough for you guys, and you know taught some of the greyhounds a few nasty habits. Um, have you have you gotten through it uh, a few weeks on? Yeah, that's no, all, all getting back to normal now. Just a bit of mayhem with dogs not wanting to be out in wet yards and that sort of stuff. Mm. But uh, and we had the neighbours' horses horses over our place, so it was all yeah, just everything was mucked up. But um, we're back in the system of things now, so it's all good. And, and what about just a quick word on Tommy Shelby? You guys played a massive part in the Tommy Shelby story, especially over here in New South Wales. You must have been thrilled to see uh, Steve and and Kira, the rest of the team, pick up golden Easter egg success. 
Yeah, no, just thoroughly deserved the win. He was the best dog, as it turned out, and um, came through. So, yeah, you've got to admire the, the work that, and the skill that goes in um, from Steve, and he's got the results, so tremendously pleased. And, and to you, yourselves, uh, yourself and, and Tanya, Steve glowing in his praise for, for, for you guys for not only not only the help, but uh, he, Steve's one of those guys always picking up different bits and pieces, but uh, you must have been very proud to play some sort of a part in his success. Mate, he's the ultimate professional with his dog, so from my perspective, I've um, learned a lot from him while he was there, you know, so um, no, he's very good. A good person and does a lot of good stuff for the game. Tommy Shelby's raised money for charity, so yeah, very good. Tried to make it about you there for a second, Mick, but you're <laughs> Sorry, obviously uh, yeah, you're yeah. deflecting. You're deflecting all the praise. <laughs> uh, Every Jet Power will be five dollar fifty shot or around that quote come Thursday. Uh, still a lot of time, a couple of days between now and then. The Maitland Gold Cup final, Mick. You're always good with your time, and we appreciate it. Best of luck on Thursday. No worries, mate. Every infrared's in one of the other races too. He's going tremendous. I thought he was really unlucky um, to uh, in his heat. He ran second, his second reserve, so he's probably not going to start the final. But Matthew run, and uh, he was. Um, we had a battle getting him ready through the Eastern series minor injuries, but he seems to be really well now. So looking forward to watching him on Thursday too. Most importantly, the worth a bit. Oh, I hope so, mate. No guarantees in the world, but I'm really, really pleased with him. I think he's. Um, He's coming back to where he was, but we'll see what happens. But last week's run was just ridiculous. He firstly got stopped in the back straight and you know got over second. I was very happy with him. I'd like to see him get a run in the final, but probably not going to happen second reserve. We will uh, stand by. Still, like I said, plenty of time between now and then. Mick, thanks again yep. for coming on. No worries, mate. See you, Mark, anytime. Michael Everin joining us here on Going Greyhounds. We'll take a short break before we catch up with the General Manager of Tracks and Infrastructure from Greyhound New South Wales, David Aldrin. This Anzac Day, whether in your driveway, your community or at a COVID safe event or commemorative service, we can all pause and reflect on Australian service and sacrifice in wars, conflicts and peacekeeping operations. Natalie Collis served with the Australian forces in the Middle East during the Gulf War in 2001. She was one of the first Australian women to serve in an active war zone with the Royal Australian Navy. It wasn't until Natalie's ship arrived in the Gulf that the crew fully appreciated the dangers of being in a war zone. Saddam Hussein had dropped a heap of floating mines into the Gulf region and our ship was completely at danger of this. We had to have a 24-hour person on watch up the front of the ship to look out for mines because the radar couldn't always detect them. Also, Saddam lit up all the oil wells. There was just black smoke everywhere because all of the wells that he lit up were just producing so much smoke. But when the cease war came through in February, we did go ashore as well. The Q80 people were coming up to us and saying thank you. And that was the point that I realised we did actually help that country. And they were very grateful. Anzac Day. Remembering all Australians who served our country. Lest we forget. Thinking about your next build or renovation? Wideline Windows and Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started, even a colour selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes. Just tell them what you need. Easy. 
there's never been a better time to take a closer look at the Wideline Windows and Doors website, www.wideline.com.au. 10.45am here on Going Greyhounds. Mark Holmes with you. Joining us from Grain Racing New South Wales in a couple of moments, David Aldred, one of Australia's most experienced racing executives across the three codes of racing. David joined Greyhound Racing New South Wales executive team in July 2018 after spending almost four years with Racing Queensland managing harness and Greyhound Racing operations and the state's club commercial development for thoroughbred harness and Greyhound Racing. In his role... He's responsible for managing the teams for major project management and administration, track management and maintenance, lure driving, safety and compliance and regional track coordination of all Greyhound racetracks in NSW. Recently, he has led the $4.6 million Grafton Greyhound Racetrack Rebuild Project 2021 and Richmond Straight Track Build in 2021. 21. David, that's a very, very long and impressive introduction. Thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds. How are you? Thanks, Mark. Uh, yes, good morning, mate. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be hard to live up to that rap, I think. Um, <laughs> you, you've certainly pulled out some details there. It, it sounds like, oh, to, to give myself up, that's uh, that's most certainly, Cat. I've seen you around on Twitter and, uh, yeah, and I've known a bit about you and what you've done, and it sounds like you're the right man for this job. We'll start off with how rewarding it is to finally have completed your first major project with Greyhound Racing New South Wales uh, as straight track racing returns to the state at Richmond this weekend. Must have been a buzz when you, you finally came to the completion, and now we're going to be racing on it. You must be very excited. Yeah, couldn't be more thrilled, Mark. The, the results in the trials have been outstanding. Um, everybody's been happy with the racing surface. This is the first straight track built uh, specifically for TAB racing in New South Wales in the history of the sport. So it's something we're all going to be proud of as an industry. Of course, going back to the race reforms a, a few years ago, one of the things that Greyhound Racing was required to do in New South Wales was introduce straight track racing. And we're going to achieve that on Saturday. So that's a big milestone for Greyhound Racing and, and the sport and everybody who's associated the sport with the sport in New South Wales. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to Saturday. What about some of the, the challenges more broadly that you had in coming up with putting this project together? Well, what we did, uh, we, we converted the slipping track that has been at Richmond for quite some time to a, a straight TAB track, so that in itself was a bit of a challenge. Uh, of course, uh, with the minimum standards being recently introduced by Greyhound Racing New South Wales, we had to build the track to standard. So that meant putting in, in, in the best possible safety aids for Greyhounds as well as the best possible racing service and catching pen. So some of the safety aids that we've put into the new track include the safe chase lure system which is the first of its kind in new south wales uh, you may have seen it in operation or a version of it in operation in uh, in south australia at murray bridge uh, we've got the, a new a safe chase lure system which is a cableless lure run by a battery and remote controlled by the lure driver so what that does for safety it takes the cable out of operation it takes the bulky motor out of operation and leaves the track free of any uh, uh, any structures uh, and much, much safer for greyhound racing. The other thing we did was introduce the, an isolink system which tracks the greyhounds from start to finish. The isolinks is a series of robotic cameras. Um, they track the path of every greyhound in the race. So we'll know 
exactly where every greyhound is running in an individual race, whether it be down the straight at Richmond or around the circle at, at Richmond. So that's a big innovation. It gives you the greyhounds times. It runs through each section of the race. It's got microchip technology that fits into the, the, the back of the jacket of the greyhound. And, 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 and that microchip um, technology is a way for greyhounds to actually talk to us. Uh, it'll monitor the dog's racing pattern. It'll monitor the dog's health, its heart, its stress levels. And that data collected by Greyhound Racing New South Wales will give us a world of information that we can use going forward to make Greyhound Racing safer and the welfare of Greyhounds better in New South Wales. What so, about in terms of, sorry, David, what about in terms of the ISO links? Will that information be made available to punters? We're just uh, there's quite a lot of data, as you would imagine, uh, Mark, from what we can extract from the Isolinks, and there's probably too much data to put out there on a day-to-day basis. Um, but certainly, it'll give us the data that we need. Uh, it'll give the punters data like sectional times. Uh, it'll give the punters the data of the racing patterns and all of those sort of things as we download that data each and every day. So it, certainly, it will give extra data to both not only the the, the greyhound racing participants, the punters, also the racing officials such as Stuart. So it's it's a great technology and, and one we can't speak too highly of. It sounds uh, quite quite remarkable. I know we're in 2021, but at the same time, there are things happening that we never would have thought of probably you know, 20, 25 years ago. Uh, we saw the first full field trials held there over the weekend. Were you able to watch them, David? And were you happy with how the greyhounds handled the straight track? I watched the, watched the trials, yes, and, and, and they were great. The Greyhounds used the, the bulk of the track. The track's eight metres wide, so it's the widest straight track in Australia. Uh, Greyhounds probably used about six metres of that track in trial from rail to the uh, out past the centre of the track. Uh, they picked a line on the track and kept that line in the main. So, so what we saw was Greyhounds racing straight. They weren't deviating to the rail or deviating to the outside fence. They picked a line and raced straight. And if you stood behind the box or at the back of the catching pens at either end of the straight, you would have seen that. Uh, uh, certainly good vision. I think we've put up some drone vision of, of racing on the straight surface, uh, surface and, and also uh, some vision for, taken on the day of the trial. So that gives you a pretty good idea of how the dogs track down that, uh, that new straight section of Richmond. Okay, David. Moving on to Grafton now. Uh, soon after a complete rebuild of the track and facilities, can you talk us through what has happened there and what's going to make this track different to all others across the state? Well, the track's the first track that we've built to minimum standards, so that's where it's going to be different from every other track in the state. So the minimum standards were introduced this year uh, at putting on a level, I guess, of, of safety for each track to comply to. So this track has been purpose-built uh, to the levels required. That means the cambers on the turn, the transitions into the turn, the, the style of the rail, the style of the fencing boxes, every bit of infrastructure on the track. So it's a 600, almost 600 metres uh, circumference on the track. It's got 30 metre transitions into each bend. It's got... Uh, great campers on each bend and talking to uh, experienced greyhound racing people that have looked at the track so far, they'll say that the dogs will just transition around this track quite easily without even changing stride. So it's going to be safe, it's going to be wide, it's going to be long and it's going to be a beautiful track up there at Grafton and we're on track to complete it on time. 
Magnificent. Uh, that sounds rather impressive, and people of, of the area are very, very excited. Um, David, anything else that you can tell us with uh, upcoming projects, anything that we should keep an eye out for? Well, there's plenty of projects on the board. I'd just like to add to Grafton. We've built a new kennel facility, so it's a complete upgrade of the the facility up there. So uh, you'll see a state-of-the-art kennel building like no other as well in Australia, so we're very happy with that. Uh, and it'll also have the Safe Chase Lure and the Isolink system up there as well as uh, full LED lighting, which is no other track in, in New South Wales wow, has certainly yeah. got the full LED lighting. So there's plenty of other bonuses happening at Grafton when we open it uh, later next month or early the month after. It's it's going well. Plenty of projects happening as well. Of course, we've got the minimum standards upgrades at all uh, tracks right around New South Wales. So, so that's happening. Uh, another big a uh, number of projects which uh, will be announced in, in a short period of time, which I won't go into today, but uh, certainly some big projects on the board for for uh, tracks around New South Wales. And uh, so I, I guess, Mark, it's a case of watch this space. Uh, we're certainly moving here at uh, GRNSW. Yeah, and you're keeping us excited with all of the upgrades and all the developments because it's wonderful for participants but also punters. Uh, David, thank you for your time this morning. We'll have to have you on again soon. Uh, great speaking to you and uh, your your knowledge and experience really comes out and uh, passion when you, when you speak. So we'll have to have you on again soon. Thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds. My pleasure, Mark. Thank you. David Aldred joining us. If you'd like to give David a follow on Twitter, he's at Aldred Racing and uh, the name Racetrack. Gee, uh, done plenty over the journey, David, and a rich, rich CV. We'll take a quick break before our last segment. We'll catch up with Chris O'Brien after this. North Pacific, what a weapon. I remember the first time when I saw North Pacific, you just went, wow. North Pacific won the up and coming. It was like a barrier trial. He comes to the outside, North Pacific. He's the real deal, the brazen Bocock. The Golden Rose, well, that certainly showed that North Pacific was a genuine Group 1 horse. Ole Kirk, North Pacific, stride for stride. We've always had two really good colts. He uses class. Go to Newgate and have a look for yourself. The new Pazload Frame Master is still the lightest tool in its class. Now with quicker, easier nail loading, longer fan cycle for improved performance and slip-proof grip for greater comfort. I'm making it with Pazload. Reliability, comfort, performance. Racing. Oh, destruction begins sweetly from forward. Just wants to find the rail and uh, Boab's pushing up underneath it. Notified, cut them both off. So Notified goes past the 300 boxes by four to destruction. Then comes Kylie keeping there, followed then by Heartlines, Boab, Rockstar, Newbold, the last pair, Special Blender, Nashby Rebel. Off the top corner, Notified by two. Destruction giving hard chase. Next up, Kylie keeping, Ashby Rebel. They turn for home. Destruction all over the top of Notified. Notified kicked and held Destruction. Third home, Kylie keeping and Rockstar, Newbold will get in for four. Next up then was Boab. Good performance by Notified to knock off the Victorian. Now a hill-based trainer, Chris O'Brien, joins us here on Going Greyhounds. Chris, congratulations from the weekend. And that final coming up looks to be, well, right within uh, this Greyhounds grasp. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Uh, yeah, very good, mate. Uh, now, Tell us, you're no stranger to having handy dogs, and this girl seems to be another. She was an honest winner on Sunday, clocking 30-18 in her semi-final. Uh, improvement to come, uh, we might think, especially having only start 13 in this upcoming final? Yeah, she's um, pretty genuine. She um, got bumped there just before the line and kept that one away and won by half a length, so 
I'm really happy with her. She's um, a good little chaser. Well, she's not that little. She's 30 kilos, and uh, it's pretty big for a Fernando bitch. And she's got plenty of ticker. So, really happy. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Probably the only thing is the draw is going to be hard from mm. box eight with a few best dogs in the final and um, a lot of speed. So, we're going we're gonna to need a lot of luck, mate. Can, can you elaborate on, uh, on, on the Fernando Bell bitches being smaller than, than other breeds of dogs? Because I've seemed to have heard this over the last couple of weekends, in particular on, on Saturday night, just talking to a few greyhound people. Uh, uh, mm. This one's a bit bigger than the normal you, you, you suggest. Mm. Do you put that down to the dam side? Yeah, I do, because um, the mother justifier was by Wes Pedro, and um, he threw some big dogs. Mm. Uh, we had one her brother called Bulk Ender. He was like a 39 kilo dog yeah, right. and um, had a little bit of success with him. Actually, he made the final of the public class. He drew box eight as well, but he was a slow beginner, so it didn't help him. Um, but I think that's what happens. It's come from the dam side in, in, in this particular bitch. Um, she's a nice size and um, she's put really well, she's put together really well. and Just a beautiful confirmation, good temperament, and um, we've been lucky. And through to a group final. She's run fast time during her, her short career at Bull Adapto and Nara. So mm. despite running a, a bit off the fastest semi-final on Sunday, she's yeah, yeah. capable of improving coming into this weekend. But like you said, we'll need a, a bit of luck from that eight. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think the overall time last week was uh, a little bit slow because um, a bit of a bumping duel there towards the end. Okay. Took a bit of time away from, from you know, I think it probably could have been a 29.80 run or something like that. So she's capable of doing it. She's run 70 and 80 at Dapto and the in the past. So, um, uh, But, yeah, as I say, the six, the seven, the three, they're all can be, well, they can all be very good beginners and they're quality dogs. So if there's seven, um, puts his mind on the job, he could be, uh, he could do anything in the race. He could just blow his run away. So, now, tell us get around about... that first turn. That's the main thing. Right. Now, now tell us about this line. Back to the breeding. Uh, for you over the mm. years, it's been brilliant. Uh, how would you describe the success of yourself and, and other participants you've you've had with these wonderful greyhounds? Just, um, I've got some notes here given to, to yeah. me by Kat Ernst, and, and you know, I, I, she knows I love the breeding side of, of, of any racing, yeah. and she was yeah. telling me about Justifier, as you touched on, and even going back to Double Twist and Solar Pack, all feature on the Pedigree page, yeah. obviously good odds, and Harada and, and, and Feral yeah. Frankie. Uh, wow. Mm. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're blown away. Um, it all started with Tiffy, and we, we purchased Tiffy from John Tyrrell, who um, was at Chili Burger at the time. Um, and she produced um, Did I Entertain and Bit Chili. Um, Did I Entertain's a full brother to Tiffy, and and um, and uh, Bit Chili was a blood brother, been delivered before by the same sire. And um, yeah, so it all goes back to Alice Dooley, and mm. you know, um, Bit. Uh, Chili Burger was a half-sister to Power to Burn, so mm. saw quality right back through to through Alice Dooley, and um, obviously Power to Burn went one way in her breeding, and we branched off another way, and we tried to go to quality size, and probably um, it's been, you know, really successful, but probably made a few mistakes along the way, but um, one mistake I thought I might have made was going to McGambo, but it produced Solipac, who Mm-hmm. They're just Farrell Frankie and good odds of Rada, good odds of Buddy, good odds of Morgan. Now Frank's got a brew bit there. So, yeah, been really, we just shake our head and we just can't believe it. Yeah, we've been blessed. It's quite remarkable. Uh, and just quickly before we let you go, Chris, a mm. big group of owners in this greyhound. Can you tell us about yeah. them? Yeah, sure. Um, all from Wollongong and um, oh, a lot of people know the story. I 
um, had a, we had a, we're all mates with a fellow called John Chapman, and he passed away in 2005, and, and I named the dog after him, and we called him, we called him Chapo, and and they knew about the dog racing, and they wanted to come and see Chapo race because they were all friends with John Chapman, and um, and they said we want to get a dog. I said okay, and we're probably better off getting a, a bitch, and we can breed on and, and go from there. And um, Tiffy came up, and yeah, um, um, so we've been going since 2006, you know, um, and producing dog after dog. It just keeps, just keeps rolling on, and wow. been phenomenal. I mean, Johnny Little's had success. Um, the ultrasound so it goes back to chasing Diana through the titty and um, with, with, with young Jordan training, um, Geordie and um, you know um, as I say, Ray Smith and and the likes of Frank Hurst and, and um, yeah lots of people have had success with the line. Yeah, yeah, magnificent stuff um, I, I think I could talk to you about this bloodline for a lot longer than the, the, the five to ten minutes we've had today, Chris. But uh, yeah. for another for another time, we wish you yeah. all the best in the final coming up this weekend. And we really appreciate your time for coming on here on Going Greyhounds, Chris. Thank you very much for inviting me. I appreciate it. Uh, our pleasure. Speak soon, Chris. You, all the best this weekend. Chris O'Brien joining you. us uh, with Notified going around in the feature group through the Puppy Classic there at Nara this weekend. That wraps it up for going greyhounds it's been a pleasure having your company as always we'll see on the catching pen this evening sky racing two from 7 p.m lots to talk about of course group one racing over in perth but we've also got uh, the feature races from maitland as well as nara and feature racing from victoria coming up all of the markets available at tab a big thanks to the crew for, for helping me out and of course to our guests for making the show what it is uh, we'll see you next week right here on going greyhounds we'll course throughout the week on Thursday, Saturday and Sunday for tips but we'll have a few more chats to a few more participants this time next week. See you then. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report.